Welcome back. This is your intern uncle. Today I'm going to talk about a few trips I had to Spokane, Washington State in the U.S. Sorry, I assume most of my listeners are in North America, but I know we still have the listener in Frankfurt. Thank you, listener from Frankfurt. So, the reason we went to Spokane is for the Bloomsday race. It was held early May every year. I went four times, um, so the three years I was in high school and one, one extra trip the year after when I first started university. I joined my, my high school's cross-country running team to build up endurance. My lungs were really terrible and I was really lazy, so I was kind of, you know, push myself. And, you know, like I didn't push myself at first, so you learn to, you know, try harder, not be lazy, you know, get better, keep going, not give up. And I finished every every school race last, right? At least I finished. And the coaching team, uh, you know, made teachers from the school, right? Went to Bloomsday every year. They'd gone for, for a number of years, right? And it was one of the two trips we went uh, outside the city. The other was for uh, the Melissa's Mill Road Race in Banff, right? That was in uh, the fall. And... You know, we had to fundraise uh, for these trips, which meant, you know, we were working bingos. So during this time, the smoking hadn't been banned indoors yet. So we would work in these smoke-filled bingo halls, right? And I didn't notice, but other people told me the smoke was so, so thick, so bad, right? It actually came down to our knees. It's about a foot off the floor. That's quite a bit of smoke. Right? And... You know, we would go around selling, you know, paper bingo cards. I think they played bingo differently now. I don't know if it's electronic or there's still paper. I think I worked a bingo in the last couple of years, but I can't remember exactly how that happened, how that worked. But in any case, so at the time, you know, we sold, we, you know, grabbed stacks of paper bingo cards and, you know, fan out amongst the, the patrons. And after a few rounds, right, you know, you know, walking around with people, it's funny, a lot of people would bring in their own bingo daubers, right? different colors, you know, they prefer certain colors or they play different colors on different cards. They had lucky trolls. So you ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, whatever it take to bring them luck. And so after a couple of rounds, right, some people would stop buying from you and just, you know, be angry. It's like, you bad luck, right? Other folks would, you know, get selective and this might be from the get-go but like selective on which cards they'll buy it's like one from the top one from the middle one from the bottom or it's ask you to fan them out and they'll pick a couple you know and give you the money i think it's like a dollar maybe two dollars a card for a special special uh, round in any case this is how we you know scrape together money to go on our trip and it's nice so like because late april early may in edmonton you know things have generally just finally finished melted so there's still sand grid and gravel you know from sanding operations in the winter you know the vegetation hasn't sprung back to life yet you know maybe a little bit right so when we're driving from edmonton down south through the crossness pass highway three past the frank slide right you know it gets greener as we get south once across the border into the u.s right it's just this you know refreshing you know breath of life, you know, to get away from like the dull gray, grays and browns of, you know, the post-winter 
environment in Edmonton. And Spokane's a you know tiny little town, and it's uh you know but it's famous for the, for this race. A lot of people go to it, and it's a twelve kilometer race, right? Including Doomsday Hill. This is a one kilometer, not the steepest incline, but a de- decently steep incline about the last third of the race. And it's usually this is like the part where it's like you know pretty tough on people. And I remember one year, you know, I was struggling. Yeah, but they noticed there's this cute girl, right? And that fueled me to keep going. Of course, I didn't get her name or number or anything like that. But her dad was also intriguing. Was he now? Not in that way. Yes, in that way. Because, but her dad, like, you know. Wow, he's got you stumbling over your words. Shocking. But you're not in love with him, right? Pretty good fit guy. I know this is still sounding bad. What do you mean it's sounding bad? There's nothing wrong with love. You are in love, right? You know, his, his calves, right? It wasn't like, you know, a smooth, like, kind of, like, curved calf muscle. His calves kind of, you know. Take a moment to regroup. Get yourself together. Go jerk one out. Whatever you need to do, you have a podcast to get done. Kind of followed the bone and then ended up, like, in a playing card, you know, shaped muscle on the back of his leg for both of them. It was the weirdest thing, Right. Uh, so during these trips, especially, I can't remember what was the first one, learned a couple of things about long distance runners. One, they'll shave their legs, right? And various other body parts. And they do this to reduce drag. Actually, it sounds like it would help with being in drag. You don't want to have hairy legs in a dress. Right. I found this out because like, you know, we, the motel we stayed at, you know, we had open doors until bedtime, right? And I'm just kind of wandering around and. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You found out about teammates being in drag at a motel so one of my you know kind of hairier guy teachers shaving his legs like it was your teacher your teacher was in drag also why didn't he shave at home what are you doing mr g i bet he wishes he had a nickel for every time a student asked him that it's like well reducing drag i'm like oh i also learned later that you know will put vaseline on their nipples they don't chafe (laughs) right okay and uh, we would have um, a team supper the night before, and the coaches always super recommends like not to have too much meat, right? Because I'd give you cramps the next day and load up on carbs, so you'd be, you know, preloaded for the longer race. And you know, I, of course, you know, I added the whole group. I would usually finish that, except for the last year, because I actually made an effort to get into pretty decent shape. It was from air cadets really, and then kind of translated into this last trip. So I actually. Didn't finish last, and actually, like shaved ten minutes off my personal best, which is still shit. But it, you know, I did pretty good. But yeah, so that's uh, time we went to various times we went to Spokane. So I don't know much else about it. You know, we didn't travel much. You know, like the teachers also like to buy beer, honestly, because it was a lot cheaper. I didn't realize then. I understand it now. You know, because we paid double the pot, the cost of uh, or the price of beer, and whatever alcohol up here stupid syntax anyways thank you very much for listening thanks Dennis for keeping this on the rails and we'll catch you later I'm not going to pretend that stayed on the rails at all John